0: Praise the Lord. Okay. All right. So, uh, went away there. Let's get it back. Um, we're going to start here and uh, we're going to pick up with some more stuff about Jacob here. But anyway, it's interesting. You know, like you say, your Bible is laid out completely chronological. It's so amazing. I was telling somebody the other day. That when the Bible, when Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So that story happened because Jesus is a flake if it didn't. And this is the verse right before John three sixteen. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. What's that? Well, the story's there. You can go read it. It's in uh, Numbers. Uh, but anyway, uh, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, is what he says. And then he says, for God so loved the world. Okay, later on in history, after Moses died and they get in the promised land or whatever, then all of a sudden you got these basically 20... 20 kings, you know, estimate, you know, there's twenty three, twenty four. but anyway, king this one, king this one, king this remember it was King Saul, King David, King Solomon, King whatever, Jeroboam, and then it goes on down the line, okay, then there's the end of Zedekiah was like the last one, whatever, okay, but anyway, one of those kings, and I'm going to say it was Josiah, it was about the 10th king that they had, whatever, these people, he had to destroy that serpent that was made, uh, the bronze serpent, because people were <laughs> worshipping it, <laughs> Now, how do you tie that historical event with somebody that wrote about it in Numbers? Because they were all drinking and smoking dope and whatever. No, they weren't either. Uh -uh. So here we are uh, looking again at Genesis here. And I want to go to, before I get to picking up where we left off with uh, Jacob here, let's go to Psalm 46 just a minute. This one here is all about, it mentions Jacob in here. It says, God is a refuge and strength, a tested help in times of trouble. You know, I mean, so you, you remind yourself of that and ask the Lord, "Where are you when you're having trouble? Where are you, Lord?" He's not going to say, "Well, it's not time for me." No, He's supposed to be a help in times of trouble. So we don't need to fear if the world blows up and the mountains crumble in. And say, well, "Wait a minute, yeah, I don't care if all whatever breaks out. Look at that, the world blows up, the mountains crumble. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that shock you?" Well, in the light of this, we're supposed to say, "God's our refuge. I'm all right." Yeah, but Richard I'm mean, I'm all right. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble. There is a river, look at this, of joy flowing through the city of our God, the sacred home of the God above all gods. He himself is living in that city. Therefore, it stands unmoved despite the turmoil everywhere. He will not uh, delay his help. And he's talking about Jerusalem there. But in the New Testament, it speaks about we are citizens of the heavenly Jerusalem. So it's the same thing applies to us. This was written, uh, you know, a <clears throat> long time after what we're fixing to see here in a moment about Jacob here. Okay, so look at that, verse 7. Oh, he goes on and says, The nations rant and rave in anger. When God speaks, the earth melts in submission and kingdoms totter into ruin. You'll see that happen. At the, well, it's been going on anyway, but it's going to all wrap up in the book of Revelation. Anyway. Look at verse 7. The commander of the armies of heaven is here among us. He, the God of Jacob, has come to rescue us. This God of Jacob stuff. When you find out, let me, let me break a little further down here toward the end. Look at verse 11. The commander of the heavenly armies is here among us. The God of Jacob has come to rescue us. Wow. Well, let's go back here and pick up some more about uh, Jacob here. But I'm going to jump ahead Remember, we left off with Jacob meeting Esau, okay, and they fell on each other's neck. They were hugging and crying, and of course, we, uh, Jacob thought Esau was going to kill him. All right, we're going to advance even further. We're going to go pick up where we left off with his son, Joseph. Okay, uh, let me get to the tail end of this. I think this is it. Yeah, here we go. Uh, next chapter. Uh, this is when Pharaoh had that dream. Uh, remember, Joseph is still in jail, you know. But he's the top dog in jail. Okay. But right toward the end here. uh, So anyway, uh, Joseph now is second to Pharaoh. We're not going to go back and cover all that. Anyway, look at verse 56. This is Genesis 41. So now with severe famine all over the world, Joseph opened up the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians and those from other lands who came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph. So in other words, famine has hit the whole place. Now, Watch what happens here. This is such a fantastic story. And remember how this all applies to you. Just watch it. Anything you see here, the same God is here among you to help you today. When Jacob heard, now Jacob, wait a minute. We were talking Joe. The yeah, I know J is here. Joseph is his son. Jacob's back in the Holy Land. And they're getting, they're, it's terrible famine. When Jacob heard there was grain available in Egypt, he said to his sons, think about this. You probably had a dad acting like, what are you doing standing around here for? Go get it. Quit standing around there with your hands in your pockets. I've heard there's grain available in Egypt. Go down and buy some before we starve. So Joseph's 10 older brothers went down to Egypt. Now notice, Joseph is one and now there's 10. So that's 11. One got left behind. It's Benjamin. You would pick these things up as you kept reading. But he's, that's the reason they keep mentioning. Remember the 12 sons of Israel. Remember Jacob's name was changed to Israel the night he wrestled with that angel. Okay. Okay, Uh, however, Joseph, Jacob, look at this, he wouldn't let his younger brother Benjamin go with him for fear that some harm might happen to him as it had to his brother Joseph. See, he thinks Joseph, coat of many colors, is dead. So it was Israel's son, uh, so it was Israel's sons, wait, so it was that Israel's sons arrived in Egypt with the many other lands to buy food for the famine was severe uh, in Canaan as it was everywhere else. Now let me back up just a little bit, let me get something 41 here. Jacob, excuse me, Joseph here, he thinks he's never going to see his family anymore. About 20 years have passed by. Uh, let me see where it is. This is in chapter 41. Hold on. Notice this. Pharaoh gave Joseph the chariot, his second in command, wherever he went. Kneel down. I mean, good grief. So Joseph, look at this. Verse uh, 45. Joseph became famous throughout the land. He was 30 years old when he entered the service of the king. Wow. Okay, now notice this, Uh, all these crops are taking place, and here we go, look at this. Uh, Verse 50, during the time before the arrival of the first famine years, two sons were born to Joseph. Now look what he names them, by Anasinath, okay, whatever, we'll just call her Anne, okay, how about that? Okay, the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of the sun god, well, you can obviously tell what church she went to, (laughs) but she's married to uh, Joseph, remember Pharaoh gave him to her. Okay. Joseph named his oldest son Manasseh. Now we remember, we hear that, oh yeah, here in the Bible, the tribe of Manasseh. Okay, well here's where it comes from. Manasseh, meaning made to forget. What he meant was God had made up for all the anguish of his youth. Now we think the Lord's going to do for you if you're suffering from anything? Hey, hang on to your hat. You're going to be okay. Look at this. Now he had another one too. Look at this. He, I mean, Can you imagine the Lord makes up for all the crap you went through? Praise the Lord. It's like me worrying all week, or Richard, you ever gonna get another job? I'm fine, you know. Praise. What am I gonna just? I don't believe the Bible. I don't. no. Praise the Lord. Whatever problem you're faced with. Now I didn't know. Look at this. Ah, oh, and look at it, and the loss of his father's home. Now we already know the story. He didn't lose his father's home. It's God's blessings are so great. It's coming. The second boy was named Ephraim. What did you call him? Ed. Okay. Meaning fruitful. For God's made me fruitful in this land of my slavery. I mean, I'm supposed to be a slave. And now I'm, when I walk in a room, everybody goes, oh, Joseph. (laughs) They're bowing down. Wow. Okay. So now here we go. Let's get back to that next chapter. All right. So now, oh my goodness. Joseph doesn't even know, but here comes his brothers. They're on the way. All right. Now remember, his dad wouldn't let Benjamin go. Now the, the story behind Benjamin is Benjamin and Joseph had the same mama. That was Rachel. Okay, and Rachel died when she had Benjamin. Benjamin actually means she names him sorrow because it killed her when she had him. Okay, <clears throat> so she didn't. She didn't want anything to happen to him. He didn't. J, Joseph didn't want nothing to happen to him, so he didn't send him because of what happened to Joseph. So it was. So it was that Israel's sons they arrived in Egypt with many others from many lands to buy food. The famine was severe in Canaan as it was in, in, in anywhere else. Now remember, there's so many people. Now think of this. There's so many people coming. Why is it that Joseph is in the vicinity where he can see them? That's a praise report. So here it is. Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt in charge of all the sale of grain, it was to him his brothers came and bowed low before him with their faces to the earth. Now Joseph recognizes them. He thought his life was history. He named his two sons after made defeat. Joseph recognized them. But he pretended he didn't. Oh, he's thinking, oh my gosh. Let's read it. Where are you from? He demanded roughly. Hey, where y'all from? Uh, From the land of Canaan, they replied. We have come here to buy grain. Then Joseph remembered the dreams long ago. Remember that? That was a few chapters before he was telling his brothers. That's the reason they they mad at him. Hey, I was a grain of stalk, and y'all was grains of stalk bowed down to me. And they were like, we don't want to hear this anymore. Cocky kid. Then Joseph remembered the dreams he had long ago. He said to them, (laughs) so he said, "You're spies." you've come to see how destitute the famine has made our land. No, no, they said We've come here to buy food. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody's ringing. Okay. We are brothers and honest men. All brothers. We're not spies. Yes, you are, he insisted. You've come to see how weak we are. Since they said, uh, uh, sir, they said there are 12 of us brothers. Our father is in the land of Cana. Our youngest brother is there with our father. And one of our brothers is dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. We think so? So, Joseph asked, what does that prove? You're spies. This is the way I'll test your so- story. I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you will not, you're not going to leave Egypt until your younger brother comes here. Boy, I mean, Joseph had this one. He says, y'all ain't leaving until that younger brother comes. Anyway, notice what happens next. Uh, one of you go get your brother, and I'll keep the rest of you here bound in prison. Then we'll find out whether or not your story is true. If it turns out that you have a younger brother, then I'll, then I'll know that you don't have a younger brother. I'll, I'll know your spies. Boy, he threw him in jail for three days. Now, the third day, Joseph said to them, I'm a God-fearing man. I'm going to give you an opportunity to prove yourself. I'm going to take a chance that you're honorable. Now, in a minute, you're going to find out he's using the translator. He don't need to, but he is. He's speaking in uh, Egyptian. I'm going to take a chance, Your Honorable. Only one of you shall remain in chains. The rest of you may go home with grain for your families. But bring your younger brother back to me. In this way, I'll know you're telling me the truth. If you are, I'll spare you. To this they agree, speaking among themselves. Now notice what they said. They're going, oh my God, we're reaping what we sowed. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's because of what we did to Joseph. (laughs) We saw his terror and anguish. We heard his pleading, but we wouldn't listen. Now remember the story? Reuben was saying, you can't do this. And so Reuben's saying, I told you. But you wouldn't listen. And now we're going to die because we murdered him. Of course, they didn't know that (laughs) Joseph understood them as he was standing there. Yeah, because he'd been speaking through an interpreter. But he knew Hebrew. He knew. Now he left the room found a place where he could weep. Look at that. Can you imagine that? You know your life is blessed. You can't believe it. You already found out your dad's still alive. You've just seen your brothers. And now you're playing a little game with them because you got them. You, you know what you're going to do. You're going to bring them back where they can survive. Jacob, can, I mean, Joseph cannot believe where I'm at. And he's going to say, it was God that got me here. He got me here so I could save everybody's life. Anyway, returning, he selected Simeon from among them, <laughs> bound him before their eyes. Now, he knew Simeon, his brother, all of them were. He ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but gave special instructions to put uh, each brother's payment on top of his sack. In other words, they didn't have to pay for their grain. He put the money back in there. What else did he do? He also gave them provisions for their journey. So they loaded up their donkeys with grain and started home. But when they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack, look at this, to get some grain to feed the donkeys. (gasps) And there was that money. Oh, no. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, my money's here in the sack. They were filled with terror. Oh, my gosh. Trembling, they exclaimed to each other, what is this that God has done to us? (laughs) They knew, man, if the Egyptians find out, we're going to get killed. And they're thinking, oh my gosh. So they came to their father. Here they come, to their dad, Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him all that happened. The chiefs, uh, now remember, uh, Jacob's not going to like this because one of his sons is in prison. The king's chief assistant spoke roughly to us, they said. Took us for spies. No, no, we're not. We're honest people. We're 12 brothers, sons of father, one's dead, and the youngest is still with our father. The man told us, this is the way I'll find out if you claim to be. Leave one of your brothers here and take the grain to your families and go home. Bring your youngest brother back. Now, this is going to kill Jacob. Then I'll know whether you're spies or not if you prove to be what you say. I mean, Jacob's going to go, this is, this is, this is going to kill me. Look what he says. I'll give you back your brother, and you can come as often as you like to purchase grain. They emptied their sacks there at the top of each was the money paid for the grain. Terror gripped them as did. Now Jacob's panicking. Now Jacob, he's he's uh, you have bereaved me of my children. Joseph didn't come back. Uh, uh, Simeon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin too? Everything has been against me. Now wait a minute. <laughs> Jacob doesn't realize he's got a praise report. He thinks Joseph is gone. He thinks his life is over, but yet we've seen and Jacob's seen the Lord take care of him all this time. Then Reuben said to his father, kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back. I'll be responsible. Jacob replied, my son shall not go with you. Joseph is dead. See, they didn't know he was alive. He said, you're not taking Benjamin. Boy, and that's the end of the story. Daddy spoke and that's it. You ain't taking Benjamin back. You can forget it. Notice what they said. If anything, look, see, he says, if anything should happen, man, I'm going to die. Well, anyway, remember, you don't read this next year. Oh, I'll read the Bible next year. Oh, are you kidding? But there was no relief from the terrible famine throughout the land. When the grain they had bought from Egypt was almost gone, their father said to them, "Go, hey, go in again and buy some more food. Judah said, now, now I'm going to make a point here. Don't jump ahead and go, Judah, this is the line of the tribe of Judah. This is foretelling the future. Uh, Come on, I'm going to back up two chapters. This guy right here slept with a prostitute. Now, what's that telling us? The lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus sleeps with prostitutes. I mean, come on. You're missing the story when you jump into stuff like that. That is not true. It's not true. Judah is just the name of a brother, okay? The only perfect one that came out of Judah is Jesus, okay? So just don't jump ahead and go, oh, God, there's more to the Bible. The book of Revelation warns us, don't add to it. Don't take stuff away. But we think there's secret meanings in here. No secret meeting. Judah, it's just like Dustin or Mel or Joy or Max or somebody, one of the other brothers said, hey, wait a minute, Dad, look. This man wasn't fooling one bit. Now, remember, Simeon is still in jail. Don't ever come back here unless your brother's with you. We cannot go unless you let Benjamin go with us. Why did you ever tell him you had another brother? (laughs) It's because Joseph said, who you got back home? (laughs) He knew. Israel moaned. Oh, my gosh. He needs to go to moaning Oh, school, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Why did you treat me like that? The man specifically asked about our family, they said. He wanted to know whether our father was still living. Hello. He asked us if we had another brother. We told him. How could we know that he was going to say, bring me your brother? Judah said to his father, send the lad with me and we will be on our way. Otherwise, we will all die of starvation. Remember, this was true. They were going to kick the bucket here if they didn't go get grain. And not only we, but you and all our little ones. I guarantee his safety. If I don't bring him back, then let me bear the blame forever. For we could have gone and returned by this time if you'd let me come. So their father Israel, remember that's Jacob, he finally said, okay. If it can't be avoided, then at least do this. Load your donkeys with the best products of the land. Take them to the man as gifts. Balm, honey, spices, myrrh, pistachio, you know, whatever. All these things, nuts, and look at all these things they had. Take double money so that you can pay back what was in your mouth of the sacks as it was probably somebody's mistake. Now, remember, they had that money. Now, watch this story come. I'm telling you, the Lord loads your wallet, loads your blessings with... with, I mean, watch this. Okay, may God Almighty give you mercy before the man so that he will release Simeon and return Benjamin. And if I must bear the anguish of their death, so let it be. So now you know, Jacob did not know. He still thinks, man... It hurt my heart to lose Joseph. And now I'm thinking I'm going to lose Benjamin. And he does not realize Joseph ain't dead. He's going to see him again. Praise the Lord. What do you think's dead in your life? It ain't dead. Okay. Anyway. So he took the gifts, double money, and went to Egypt. And they stood before Joseph. All right, here they are, back before Joseph. When Joseph saw that Benjamin was with him, he said to the manager of the house, "So these men are going to eat with me at noon. Now watch what Mr. Joseph does here. Take him home, prepare a big feast. So the man did as he was told. And he took them to Joseph's palace. Oh, they were badly frightened when they said, when they saw where they were going. Oh, God, we're going to his palace. It's because the money returned to us in our sacks. He wants to pretend we stole it and seizes us slaves and our donkeys. They were so scared out of their mind. As they arrived at the entrance, they went over to Joseph's. Watch this. His household manager, one of them said, Look, we got to admit something. There was money in our packs and we left it. Please do it. And watch what he says. Oh, sir, our first trip to to Egypt to buy food, when we were returning home, we stopped for the night, opened our sacks, and the money was there that we had paid. Notice what this guy says. He's going to say, as the blessings of the Lord. God. Look at this. Here it is. We brought it back, along with the additional money to buy more grain. We have no idea how the money got. Look what he says. Don't worry about it. Praise the Lord. Look what the manager said. Your God, even the God of your fathers, must have put it there. For we collected our money, all right. (laughs) They said, man, I don't know how I got there. Yeah, he knew too. Joseph said, put it back. Then he released Simeon. Oh, Simeon's out of jail now. He got Simeon out, brought him before them all. They were conducted into the palace, given fresh water for their feet, and their donkeys were fed, and they got their presents ready for Joseph's arrival. When they were told, for they were told they are eating together. When Joseph came, now watch what Joseph does. He gave them their presents, bowing before them, He asked how they've been getting along. Hey, how you doing? How's your dad? Which is my dad. How's your dad doing? Is he still alive? They said, yeah, he's alive and well. Then again, boy, they bowed down. Remember, Joseph is really putting it on thick here. Looking at his brother, Benjamin. Oh, my gosh. And he'd seen Benjamin before, but he was just real little. Is this your youngest brother? (laughs) The one you told me about? How are you, my son? God be gracious to you. And Joseph made a hasty exit. Look at this. He was overcome with love for his brother. Had to go out and cry. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Jesus, you're just so good to me. Oh, God, I can't stand it. What do you want me to do? Tell people about me. Oh, oh, I got it. I'm on it, Lord. Praise the Lord. Like Dustin was not in his praise report. Like, well, you know, I just got lucky helping a girl out, whatever. No, he's proud to do it. Praise the Lord. You know. Watch it. What happened? He got his face together. <laughs> he washed his face, came out, keeping himself under control. Joseph ate by himself. His brothers were served at a separate table. Now watch what Joseph did to that table, though. End of this chapter. We're almost done. Watch this. And the Egyptians at another. The Egyptians despised the Hebrews and never ate with him. He told each of them where to sit. Seating them in the order of their ages. Come on. Can't you figure this out? The, I mean, his brothers should have figured this out. They're going... I was born first. We're sequentially put at the table here. And watch what. And one of them gets more mashed potatoes than the rest. Watch this. From the oldest to the youngest, much to their amazement, okay, their food was served to them from his own table. He gave the largest serving to Benjamin (laughs) five times as much. Now, you got a Benjamin was probably a teenager. They had a wonderful time bantering back and forth. And, oh, my gosh, no drinking. It. Well, we won't go there. But anyway, the wine flowed freely. All right, here we go. Look what Joseph does. T- this is so fantastic. When his brothers were ready to leave, Joseph ordered his household managers to fill the sacks with grain, as much as they could carry, and to put in the mouth of each sack the money again. Throw their money back in there. And he was told to put, look at this. Now, here's a sneaky one he pulled. He said, hey, put my silver cup, you know, the most wanted Egyptian cup, put it in the top of Benjamin's sack. We're going to make it look like he stole it. Along with the grain money. So the household manager did as he was told. The brothers were up at dawn and they were on their way. Well, Joseph is going to say, hey. And he's going to go sneak after him and intercept them. Watch this. They were barely out of the city. <laughs> Joseph's so smart. He said to his household manager, chase after them, stop them. Ask them uh, why they're acting like this when their benefactors have been so kind to them. Ask them, what do you mean by stealing my Lord's personal silver drinking cup? which he uses for fortune-telling. Yeah, right. What a wicked thing you've done. So he caught up with them and spoke to them along the lines that had been instructed. Notice what they said. What in the world are you talking about? What kind of people do you think we are? You accuse us of such terrible things. Didn't we bring back the money we found from our sacks? We would never steal gold and silver from your master's table. If you find his cup among them on us, well, let him die. <laughs> oh they're going to find it. And all the rest of us will just be slaves. Fair enough, the man replied. Except... Uh, only the one who stole it will be a slave. The rest of you can go free. <laughs> he was in on it too. He goes, Man, y'all ain't all going to be slaves, but just the one. And he walked right over to do it. So they quickly took down their sacks from the back of their donkeys, opened it, and they began searching at the oldest sack, going down the line to the, and the cup was found in Benjamin. Oh my gosh. They ripped their clothes. Oh, this is going to kill Dad. Okay. They loaded their donkeys again. They returned. So they go back to, here's the, here's the grand finale. Watch this. Joseph was still at home when Judah and his brothers arrived and they fell to the ground. What were you trying to do, Joseph demanded? Didn't you know such a man as I would know who stole it? I'd know you stole it. Judah said, oh, what shall we say to my Lord? How can we, let me scroll down. How can we, this is Genesis 44. How can we, plead? We... How can we prove our innocence? Look at this. God's punishing us for our sins. Sir, we have returned to be your slaves. Both we and he who sacked the couple's found. No, Joseph said, only the man who stole the cup. <laughs> He'll be my slave. Now, what if you were Benjamin? You're thinking, oh my God, my life. So he, he didn't know yet either. Okay? Judah stepped forward and said, sir, uh, let me just say a word. Be patient with me for a moment for I know you can doom me an instant as though you were Pharaoh himself. This is why I say, don't jump ahead and go, it's Judah, it's Judah, it's Jesus. It was Judah. Okay? Just because, I mean, anybody in their smart mind would say the same thing. So don't jump off and start going into prophetical stuff because it's not true. Jesus can take care of his own prophecy when he gets here. Okay, this had nothing to do with it. Look, be patient with me. You can do me an instant as though you were Pharaoh himself. You asked us if we had a father or a brother. We said, yeah, we got a father. He's an old man and a child of his old age, a little one. And his brother is dead, meaning Joseph. He's left He is alone, is left in his mother's, of his mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, bring him here so that I can see him. But we said to you, sir, the lad cannot leave his father. It's going to kill his dad. But you told us, don't come back here unless you bring that younger brother. So we returned to our father, told him, see, he's rehearsing this, and he's basically saying, oh man, please have mercy. Our dad's going to die if you do this. He said, uh, and he said, go back. Dad said, go back and buy us a little food. And we can't unless our younger brother goes too. Only then, so my dad said, okay. You know that my wife had two sons and one of them went away and never returned, doubtless torn by some wild animal. Remember, Joseph's listening to this going, I have never seen him since. And if you take away his brother from me, now watch, here it comes. You take this brother from me, Uh, I'll die in sorrow. Now, if I go back to my father and the lad's not with you, Seeing that our father's life is bound up in the lad's son. When, when he sees that his boy is not with us, our father will die. And we will be responsible for bringing his gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. let see another point here about this Judah thing. Well, apparently Jesus at this point is only interested in one. He's got ten other brothers, okay? So see how it doesn't fit? It's prophetical. Huh? Well, it seems like Jesus only likes one of them. It's Benjamin. So that's, that's not true. It's the story. Sir, I pledged by my father that, to my father that I would take care of the lad. I told him, don't bring him back. Uh, no, if I don't bring him back, I'll bear the blame forever. So how could that be Judah, Jesus, because he's only going to bear the blame of one guy. Anyway, please, sir, stay here with my sir- slave instead. Uh, no, let me stay as a slave instead of the lad. Let, my lad return. let the lad return to his brothers. For how shall I return to my fathers if the lad's not with me? In other words, he's saying, oh my God, I cannot go back if I don't take this lad back. Uh, I cannot bear what this will do to him. All right, here we go. Look at this. Look at this. Joseph couldn't stand it any longer. Of course, we could read this next year. We'll wait till Camp, you know, camp Chula Vista. Bloney, we're reading it now. All of you out, he cried. Now watch the details. Like you're looking in the back of a movie, looking at furniture and stuff. Look at this. He wept aloud. His sobs could be heard throughout the palace. Oh my gosh, you're going to alert Pharaoh. Well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And the news was quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. Look at this. I am Joseph. Oh my gosh. He said to his brothers, Is my father still alive? But his brothers couldn't say a word. They were so stunned. Oh my gosh. Now look what he says. Look what he says. Oh my gosh. Come over here, he said. They came closer and he said, I'm Joseph, your brother. You sold me into Egypt. But don't be angry with yourselves. That you did this. For God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your life. Now we don't need no. we just going to go to heaven. We don't need anything down. Look. You need money. You got to pay the light bill. You got to pay the gas bill. You got to pay your car. You got to have this. You got to send kids to college. You got to do this and, this and this. It takes money. God will sustain you. He did this to preserve your lives. Now look. At, now here's a time frame. There's two years of famine. No. These two years of Famine. Will grow, seven are still to come, during which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God has sent me here to keep you and your families alive so that you will become a great nation. Yes, it was God who sent me here, not you. He's made me a counselor of Pharaoh and a manager of the entire nation, ruler of all the land of Egypt. Of course, this is fairy tales, this never happened. Oh, it did too. Hurry. Return to my father, tell him your son Joseph says, God has made me the chief of all the land of Egypt. Come down to me right away. You shall live in the land of Goshen. Watch this. So that you can be near me with your children, your grandchildren, your flocks and herds, all you have. I will take care of you there. Praise the Lord. Remember Abraham's blessing is ours. This is ours. You men are witnesses of my promise and my brother Benjamin heard me say it. For there were still five years of famine left ahead of us. Otherwise, you'll come to poverty along with your household. Remember, he just blurted that out like I did. They're still standing there, can't even catch their breath. Tell our father about all my power in Egypt and how everyone obeys me. Tell him to come with, look at this, then weeping with joy. Oh my gosh. He embraced Benjamin. Benjamin started squalling he did the same with each of his brothers who finally found their tongues. <laughs> the news reached Pharaoh. Hey, Joseph's brothers are here. Now watch what Pharaoh does. This is, you always have favor surrounding you everywhere. Max takes his car to the automotive place. Everybody stops work just to work on his car. This is basically what happens. Look at this. Pharaoh was very happy to hear it as were his officials. Pharaoh said to Joseph, now look what he says here. I mean, do the blessings ever quit? No. He, he, said, he told Joseph, Hey, you tell your brothers to load their pack animals and return quickly to their homes in Canaan and you bring your dad and all your families here to come live. Now, he's fixing to dispatch the airplanes. Here they go. Tell them Pharaoh will assign you the very best of the territory in the land of Egypt. You shall live off the fat of the land and tell your brothers to take, here they are, wagons, two men and a truck, we'll pay for it. Okay, from Egypt and carry their wives and little ones and bring your fathers here. Don't worry about your property for all the best of Egypt is yours. I mean, Phil told me the other day, I see a bunch of stuff, but I see my life, you see your life. Phil told me about a month ago, he says, oh, you ought to see his truck I got. (laughs) Praise the Lord. All these blessings that just come to you. So Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh commanded and provisions for the journey. He gave each of them new clothes. But to Benjamin, <laughs> I mean, he had this thing with Benjamin. He gave him five changes of clothes, 300 pieces of silver. He sent his donkey ten loads of, of good things from Egypt and the ten donkeys with grain and other good things to eat. I mean, they just, they just had a, a hoodoo all the way down there to go get their dad. Uh, no, <laughs> Notice... What Joseph says, oh, and by the way, y'all don't quarrel along the way was his parting shot. And leaving them, he returned to the, they returned to the land of Canaan. Now they got to tell their dad, "Uh, dad, uh, he ain't dead. (laughs) But anyway, we'll just take it. Joseph is alive, they shouted. He's ruler of all Egypt. Now let that sink in if you were Jacob. Jacob's heart was like stone. He couldn't take it in. But when they would given him Joseph's messages and he saw the wagons filled with food and Joseph, his spirit revived and he said, It must be true. Joseph, my son, is alive. I will go see him before I die. Now we got so much momentum. We've got to get this piece right here. So that's jo- Jacob. Jacob set out with all his possessions and he came to Beersheba, offered sacrifices to his dad. His dad was Isaac. During the night, God spoke to him. Now, this is the dad, Jacob, Jacob. Yes, I'm God, the voice replied. The God of your father, don't be afraid to go down to Egypt. I'll see to it that you become a great nation. I mean, can you imagine Jacob's going, what am I that you keep doing these wonderful things to me for? I'll go, look at this, I'll go down with you into Egypt and I'll bring your descendants back. But you're going to die in Egypt, look at that, with Joseph at your side. You thought he was dead, but he's not. Jacob left Beersheba, his sons. They brought him to Egypt along with their little ones, their wives, their wagons. Pharaoh provided. They brought their livestock too. Only a few more verses, but watch this. It's got to get to this little piece right here. It finishes the story. All their belongings. Wow. His children, sons and daughters, grandchildren. Here's the names. Well, this was fake. I'm going to skip the names. Look at the na- There they are. The names of them. Wow. Keep going. Let's go. All right, so there was 66 in all. Joseph and his two sons included. The total of Jacob's family, there was 70. Okay, here we go. Jacob and Judah went on ahead to tell Joseph that they were on the way. And as soon as they arrived in Goshen, which they did, Joseph jumped in his chariot. What's a slave doing with a chariot? He's not walking anymore. Joseph is second to Pharaoh. (laughs) He got in that BMW, man. Or actually the limousine. Man, look at that. Look at that. And he met his father and they fell into each other's arms. Can you imagine that? And they wept. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Israel, that's his dad, said to Joseph, now let me die. I've seen you again and I know you're alive. I I cannot believe the awesome power of God in my life. And that's in our life. Joseph said to his brothers, I'm going to go tell Pharaoh you're here and that you've come from the land of Canaan. I'll tell him these men are shepherds. Now watch, this is so cool. He says, you need to tell Pharaoh you're shepherds. So when they brought their flocks and herds and everything, they went. So when Pharaoh calls you and asks your occupation, you tell him we've been shepherds from our youth and our fathers have been for many generations and he'll let you live here in the land of Goshen. Okay, excuse me, but here's, here's the last piece. When they got there, they went to go see Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh's excited. My father and my brothers are here from Canaan <clears throat> with all their flocks and herds. They wish to settle in the land of Goshen. Of course, Pharaoh's like, man, let them have it. That's great. He took five of his brothers, presented them to Pharaoh. Now, here's now. remember this is, boy, this is top dog, greatest guy in the country. And a lot of these people are very smart. I've been before some real smart men before. And the first thing out of their mouth is, okay, what you do? What do you do? What's your occupation? Well, we're shepherds, like our ancestors. We have, now watch what Pharaoh says. Look at this. We've come here to live in Egypt. There's no pasture in Canaan. The famine's very bitter. We request to live in the land of Goshen. Oops, excuse me. Uh, Oh, I'm still there. This is chapter 47. Uh, Back up a second. Hang on a second. Yeah, we're shepherds. We request permission to live in Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, you know, that's his sidekick. Choose wherever you like for them to live. (laughs) Give them the best land. Hello. The land of Goshen will be just fine. If any of them are capable, look at this, put them in charge of my flocks. Wow. Here's this verse I keep mentioning. Is this fairy tales or not? Look at this. Joseph then brought his dad in. First time. Look what he says to Jacob. We're going to stop right here. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh, how old are you? Pharaoh asked. Jacob said, well, we lost track because we don't. Years are not years. No, years are years. You know, let it be for signs and seasons. The book of uh, Genesis, chapter one says, "I've lived 130 years, hard and long, but I'm not nearly as old as <laughs> some of my relatives. Yeah, like Noah." Jacob blessed Pharaoh again before he left. Joseph assigned the best land. Oh, whatever. The land of, well, we never heard of Ramses before. Yeah, he did too. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Lord, we can expect this same stuff to happen to us. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for not feeling good today. You take care of that. Praise the Lord. All this grand finale, having to go down to Egypt, turn around, and come back. How could we do that if we were sick? Praise the Lord. But you must have kept them well and you keep us well too. Same thing's true financially. You well, hold this story. You took care of them financially. Hallelujah. You'll take care of us. And Lord, if it's something else, it's just other problems. Well, what could be greater that could be show that you can't help us? I mean, my goodness, in the light of this story, praise the Lord, it doesn't matter. You will get us out of whatever trouble. The God of Jacob, this man right here, you got him out of trouble. He thought he wasn't going to see his son again, and he did. Hallelujah. So, Father, that didn't leave anything left, but for us to leave details and tell others about how great things you've done for us, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. What a story. What a story. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hey, we did good. 30, 30